Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I am Spencer Hall, uh, editor-in-chief of uh, EDSBS, a title I just made up because mm-hmm. nobody really runs that thing, uh, editorial director at SB Nation and uh, host of this here podcast, the full cast devoted to college football. We are currently in the off season, but around on the corner. So we are doing previews. And when you do previews, uh, Ryan, my co-host, Ryan Nanny, joining me here in the booth in New York. When you do previews, um, it's a little bit like a box of chocolates, ain't it? Yeah, I mean, we we have been endorsing the randomized version of previews where we've let the readers on Twitter pick the five teams without knowing which five teams they're picking, just random numbers. Uh, now that we're down to 10 teams, we basically are treating this like a restaurant, and we have some fish that turned two days ago, and we got to move it. Yeah. Uh, in, in this case, uh, the fish we have to move is this entire podcast. This entire podcast is is not safe for human consumption, but it's on sale, and you get free side salad with it. Uh, that free side salad is, of course, the delicious, nutritious, and yet light presence of Jason Kirk. Uh, hey, free side salad, joining us from Kennesaw, Georgia. How you doing? Oh, hey, hey. When I was in uh, Indiana, we there was this store that was. It looked like a remodeled old house kind of thing. That everything there was food that's already expired, and it was super cheap. Is this a thing anywhere else? I'd never seen this in the South, and you know, usually. Anything founded on extremely discount living, you'd think you'd see it all over the South. I feel like Tampa had a Entenmann's or something like some some similar mass bakery that had a small store. And I honestly don't remember if it was just for like this is about to go bad or like this got fucked up in the bakery somehow. The but second, it was the, the odds and ends store, the secondhand basically. bakery, basically. Yeah, need, yeah we have a- we have like a day old bakery store, but this is like. Everything. I mean, isn't that uh, just? Is, there, there wasn't. There wasn't like milk, but that, like we we do have that in the south. It's just called Food Lion. Yeah. Oh, sick Food Lion burger. Funny, funny part is you don't have to make that up. No. I remember when a Food Lion opened down the street for me. We all thought it was really cool because one, it was called Food Lion. Right. It has like a regal logo. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah. It's like food, but it's gonna you know. Food. It's the the. What lion if Richard the Lionheart could sell you expired tomatoes? Yeah, or, or beef that was, you know, about four days past mm-hmm. prime. Well, I mean, the Crusades were all about convert or die, so. This is grade A beef for... <laughs> I'm vomiting Shitty everywhere. Southern grocery chain power rankings. Does it go Food Lion, then Piggly Wiggly, then Ingles? No, no, I'm putting... No, Ingles... Uh, like, all right. Ingles. Ingles. I lived, uh, I lived in Franklin, North Carolina for a while, which did not have access to your top tier stores. Right. But... Angles and Piggly Wiggly, if you could just get over the sometimes downtrodden appearance of the Piggly Wiggly, yeah. solid stuff. Like solid stuff on the shelf. The ingredients are generally pretty good. Angles, uh, Angles can just be flat out nice. Right. Yeah. So if I'm putting Food Line is. <laughs> food Lion's, yeah, Food Line's the Purdue of this contest. I, I guess Piggly Wiggly has some character to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Angles is hit or miss, but Food Line is just trash. Yeah. I mean, if, if I saw somebody in new york city wearing a piggly wiggly t-shirt i'd say oh that's kind of fun and if i saw somebody wearing a food lion t-shirt i would call the police and you get the wind like the wind dixie coming in there like oh, right Win-Dix- at the pu- wind dixie's the wild card it makes it because it can be real good yeah wind dixie is the hotel casino that the pictures look so nice online and maybe that pans out and maybe it really yeah. doesn't you might get an albertson's too yeah. which you know albertson's is of course a nationwide 
chain. Mm-hmm. I believe it's one that's been abandoned by their central office for years. Yeah. And the outposts have just continued to function. Oh, Albert's sons hate him. <laughs> hate him so much. <laughs> Albert was a son of a bitch, and I'm never running this store. Uh, that is, of course, Boise State Stadium sponsor, Albertsons. <laughs> Albertsons. It is, which that's a good match of Idaho and Albertsons. That's an ideal match of grocery store. If you do, by the way, ever get to Texas, and you should, mm-hmm. H-E-B. H-E-B. H-E-B is just a beast. That's a beast of a store. I'm pretty sure it was H-E-B that has, I, I think our friend Andy Wall took a picture of this, they have a cooler of single beers mm-hmm. at the front of the store when yeah. you walk in that you can grab one drink it as you shop and then pay for it when you're done get a get a, a roadie a roadie a roadie for while you're in the store <laughs> it's like the slowest episode ever of supermarket sweep <laughs> go find those turkeys man i'm just cruising hey man it's all it's all about the destination not the journey i don't know what i'm talking about anymore <laughs> everyone in this place has become matthew mcconaughey <laughs> Um, unfortunately, we're not talking about Texas. We're not talking about any teams that excite me nearly as much as Texas. And I was Texas the one... can't save us today. No, Texas can't save themselves either. No. Uh, today, for your listening, not pleasure, but neutrality, we have Northwestern Illinois, Oregon State, South Carolina, and yeah, we threw Baylor on there. We're I would, gonna, I would like, talk about Baylor, I would like but... to do this. Typically, we go through team by team. Yeah. I'm just going to address things that can go wrong. Okay. 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 Yeah. One, weird things uh, can happen with your coaches. Because if you look at all of these teams, Mm -hmm. something weird happened with all five of these teams at one point in their recent history to sort of determine. Okay. I mean, there there is a there is a glaring outlier here where weird is charitable. But go ahead. Okay. No, no. I think we've got two actually. Okay. Uh, Okay. Because Northwestern, remember? Yes. They lose Randy Walker, who's the guy who really brings them up after Barnett sort of gets the program going. Right. Randy Walker's the one who turns them into like the spread offense, vanguard kind of team. Mm -hmm. Randy Walker just drops dead of a heart attack. Yes. Like what 46 or Some, you know, like 50 something relatively young yes. relatively young yeah and that's how they get pat fitzgerald yes right who turns out has been even more stable than walker was looking uh illinois illinois remember they fired their coach in august they did they they, they brought in a new athletic director and they they this was the interim coach who was got a two-year extension on the strength of eh, and then got fired before any of that two-year extension could be played. For cause. For cause? And got nothing. For something. I yeah, don't know. For, I mean, for allegedly pressuring players to hide injury. That was, of course, the scandal before Baylor, yeah. who uh, it just outdid everybody yeah. by making sure to throw a oh, nap. You're talk- oh, you were talking about uh, – we're talking about two different Illinois firings. Oh. Illinois turned over this coaching position twice within – Less than 12 months, I believe. I legit forgot that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Bill Cubitt. I was talking about Bill Cubitt, (laughs) and you were talking about he who shall not be named because of lawsuits, and he has pending litigation. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I was talking about, yeah, okay, well, uh, but now we have Lovey. Yeah, and now we got Lovey. Yeah. All right, then. I feel like God just made sort of like a police composite of, uh, <laughs> of Tim Beckman, yeah, and uh, man, that's the, like the most five and seven coach imaginable. He's about five foot seven. Mm-hmm. Half of all of the uh, half of all of the police sketches on old unsolved mysteries look like Tim, Tim Beckman. Beckman. The other half, Ron Zuck. Yeah, it's, just, it's eerie. It's like he was so friendly. Champagne Urbana gets all the finest highway killers. <laughs> Oregon State, another example of this because remember Gary Anderson. Uh huh. 
flips out and leaves Wisconsin. Yes. An excellent working environment. Yes. I'm guessing after losing both Brett Bielema and Gary Anderson uh, to whatever sort to... of like purse string choking Barry Alvarez is doing. And then in addition to that, Oregon State loses Mike Riley, okay, it's sparking this whole thing. Mike Riley goes to Nebraska because Nebraska wanted to hire someone. A nice man. A nice, stable man who would be nice to your mother-in-law. Second husband. Second husband, Mike Riley. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't make as much money as first husband. Maybe he's not yeah. as handsome as third husband. There's, but he was there when we needed him. There's what happened to Baylor. Uh, which we will talk yeah. uh, about later in the podcast. Yeah. Bad. As bad as the word bad can be stretched. Yes. And then there's South Carolina, who, let's put this in context. It's not just that they hired Will Muschamp, which I think Spencer has stronger emotional feelings about than I do, and mm -hmm. that's fine. It's that Steve Spurrier basically said, nope, I'm done. Midway through the season, I believe maybe only two other teams knew that they were going to be hiring a head coach earlier than that. The best South Carolina could do was Will Muschamp. With, with months, with months of time, it turned into Will Muschamp. They did shoot their shot, though. They took a, they took a swing at, at Tom Herman. Yeah. Uh, he stayed at a mid-major. That's took okay, a, South Carolina. They took he a chose swing a mid-major over you. They uh, took, a, took a swing at Rich Rod. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he stayed at a school with like a 7-5 and five ceiling. Uh -huh. You don't be too hard on yourself for this, South Carolina. Yeah. And then decided to hire not only from a guy who got fired within the division, mm -hmm. But somebody who took what had been one of the big gimme layup programs yes. where you would have to actively work hard to not win eight or nine games yeah. and proceeded to have the first losing season in like, what, 25 years? Losing season is such a charitable term for it. Losing season. Losing season suggests, oh, they went six and seven that year. Listen, what a shame. That bowl game was a real son of a bitch. Losing season starts the Plinko game, okay? Yeah, it's going to just... Fair tinkle down into further and further categorical specificities like losing to Georgia Southern. Right. Yeah. Well, South Carolina lost to the Citadel last year. So <laughs> they sure did. It, it ain't going to get no darker here. Listen. Well, yeah. it, are we sure about that? Seems I will. Look, who's their FCS team this year? Look it up. Let's start with South Carolina, I, I guess. Bet I, bet, I bet they lined up Wofford. I'm going to say South Carolina State. But that no, I think that's Clemson that has South Carolina State. No, I'm saying mm -hmm. Wofford. Uh, I feel okay. like there are exactly four football teams in the state, pro, college, and high school, and they all play each other. It's true. It's true. There's some sort of – they can't cross the borders. Oh, like, oh, oh Western Carolina. Oh, the Catamounts. Ooh, that, was, Western that was not a good idea. Carolina. That one's Mustard-based University, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. I always get the map confused. Yeah. Oh, I, went no, to, I went to Vinegar e Tech. ECU is Vinegar Tech, and <laughs> WCU would be uh, – uh, Mustard College. Mustard A&M. Right? This is Cullowhee, North Carolina, if you're not familiar with it. So uh, Cullowhee would mean terrible folk art uh -huh. and about 80 pounds of marijuana buried in your backyard from an operation yeah, that's been Olympic shut down. Yeah, the Olympic bombers around there somewhere. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, they'll they'll definitely shelter religious domestic terrorists up Good, there. good. Okay. So um, Muschamp sounds like the man to... <laughs> talk to these people. Yeah. <laughs> this this is, situation. Can you imagine Will Muschamp like 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 hostage negotiator? <laughs> <laughs> he 
he killed himself. Just <laughs> makes you so mad you leave. And then, yeah, the, 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 the suspect is standing and they're just too confused to act. Uh-huh. Not gaining any yardage, not, not moving not moving forward at I all. Mean, I mean, well, he, he, sure, he sure didn't shoot himself. He sure didn't shoot the suspect out of self-offense. I hate if you. If Detective Muschamp's involved. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Um, Detective Muschamp solved the case. Yeah, you just transfer it to another division. Yeah. <laughs> All the cases that come to Detective Muschamp's desk. We're sending. Just, we're sending this to Chief ooh, McElwain. Send this to Narcotic State. <laughs> You'll figure this out. Dave Doran's a master. So all five of these teams had some sort of serious head coaching turnover that yeah. puts them in a real bad spot. A real strange spot. A real yeah. strange spot. Except for Northwestern, right? Uh, yeah, for, yeah, sure. Northwestern has fine. I think Northwestern has finally exited that constant will Pat Fitzgerald leave for a oh, yeah. glitzier job. I, th- I think that's over. Probably I mean, because no one actually believes they win ten games a year. Right, it just never feels like they do. There's also, I guess, that. if you look at the record, then it's like, wow, how is he not at a bigger job? And then it's like, well, his teams aren't very good, but they there, they win ten games. No one knows how. There's also the sense that I think at this point, Pat Fitzgerald truly does not want a bigger job. He is the Chris Kirkpatrick of the Big Ten, and he's fine. He does not need a solo career. Oh, listen, all Pat Fitzgerald wants to do is like. Get a, I guarantee you, he's one of these dudes who's like, yeah, I'm going to just do it, do it as hard as I can. Right. I'm going to hit 50, and then I'm going to go shit on a boat. Yeah. That's it. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> Wake up, take a big old shit on a boat, his own boat. Mind you, I didn't say, That's like, the go. the Bud Foster plan. <laughs> it is. Bud you... in Lake Michigan, because we're Chicago's Big Ten shit boat. Oh, exactly. Okay. Now we get to talk. Hey, this is the dumbest argument of all time. Who is Chicago's college football team? Is well, it- it's a huge college football town sure. with tons and tons of top college football talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's worth fighting over for Illinois and Northwestern. You know, you know who never has anything to say about this? Chicago, because if First the State choices State. are Illinois or Northwestern, Chicago passes. Yeah, they're like, no, we got. No, the- we don't have to be a college. We have baseball. Baseball's I'm fine. <laughs> you have Chance the Rapper. What do you need with? Illinois fighting Illini football. We have baseball and a transit system that's falling apart because of lightning. So, <laughs> which that's fine. That is, by the way, the greatest excuse for your transit <laughs> system falling apart. Not negligence or mismanagement. Destroyed like by on lightning. Monday, they show up and here's the report. Yeah. Report on the state of Chicago's tr- mass transit. Lightning. Sim City disaster. Zeus himself destroyed our <laughs> rail system. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you know what? Act of God. It, it's, it, it, this is insurance fraud, which is Ryan and I's specialty as yeah. Florida grads. Yeah. Ain't even insurance fraud here. No. No, it's it's uh, just I, – I don't – I think Chicago should have more choices than Illinois and Northwestern. I think they should get any – screw the Big Ten. Let them pick any team they want. Yeah, but I'm gonna, I would stick to the Big Ten <laughs> if I had to give it to them. It's Wisconsin. No. Wisconsin – no. It, what is more – they're real drunk. Texas A&M is Chicago's college football team. <laughs> Because you know, you know who will jump on that is Texas. Hell, hell yeah, we are. Says so on the stadium. Said that for twenty years. I think all you need to do that is to tell him, tell Texas A&M that Texas is Big Ten's Chicago team. I mean, and then then A and M claims it. Do the Bears not play in Soldier Field? Can I, Ooh. You know, can I give you a counter argument to all this? Sure. No team from Texas with a truck with a city that puts anything green on its meat. Wow. Yeah. They'd be like, that's too much sauce. But Ryan Tannehill feels like such a failed Bears quarterback in the future. 
<laughs> Give him time. In the future. Um, I, I would I would also I'm gonna just stick and argue Wisconsin is uh, Wisconsin is the team. That's that's Chicago's actual team. Chicago's Big Ten team is Wisconsin. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. And do you feel like you're rooting for the Packers? It doesn't matter. You just take it from him. I'm just giving you the most culturally compatible one. Mm-hmm. What also, about it's Western not like, Michigan? Also, it's not like pro rivalries matter. They're like, ooh, these teams hate each other. No, you don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few that I, they think do, I guess, and that's one that they seem to think matters. So Raiders, I don't, I don't know Raiders Chargers. I've seen people stabbed on Boy, that camera like for a that. Fight. Boy, that's <laughs> this. This has already gotten darker and weirder than I planned for it to. So good job. Yeah, excellent. Um, do we? So all right, Jason, pick one of Chicago's two sad pageant choices for Big Ten team, and and let's do a little schedule preview. Uh, let's go Northwestern first. Okay. okay. Because. Uh, they have better uh, APR scores. They have better. Uh, they, have, they have better purple. I like purple. Uh-huh. They have more purple. Oh, they 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 currently have the hat, don't they? Sure. Let's go. The hat that. trophy that these two teams battle over. The the monopoly pieces that are divvied up amongst yes. the Big Ten, and if one person can unify them all, they fight Gannon. I think that's how it works. <laughs> Jim Delaney in a Gannon outfit. <laughs> You have to collect the old brass spittoon to escape the the Culver's Temple. Is the Big Ten really just one of those Lego genre games where they're like, find a gold brick? Yes. Get yes, your totems. Is. I mean, unlock playable character Galloping Ghost. Oh, you got you got Han Solo in a green shirt. Man, so. Barry, listen, Barry Alvarez. Ever since somebody mentioned that he kind of looks like Darth Vader, yeah. Oh God, a little bit. Master Vader. When, 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 when Anakin comes out, yeah, right. Yeah. Ever since then, I've just imagined him with that Jedi like sheen, that Man. that glowing dead Jedi sheen. Hayden Christensen, Wisconsin athletic director. Let's make that happen. <laughs> He's doing nothing. He has nothing going. His the only thing the man that I, I can recall the man ever said was, "I hate sand." They don't got no sand in Wisconsin. Perfect. So. I would I would do this if we're looking. By the way, at at one other sort of unifying factor to yeah. all five of these teams. They're all kind of tweeners. Like they're all in places where they're kind of between obviously successful places, right? Okay. Like for college football, they're they're, right? they're success adjacent. These are exurban teams, okay. right? Uh-huh. You got to commute a little ways to get to some place real obvious. For instance, uh, South Carolina. Okay, South Carolina. It's a pa- football passionate state. Sure. There's 80 people in the state. That's it's true. not. There's not a lot of people. And most of them are former Carolina Panthers. Uh-huh, who correct. Are just trying to save money. Northwestern <laughs> and Illinois, both sort of in a place where you would think there would be a lot of interest in college football. There's mm-hmm. there's not. There's not. There's, there's really and not. that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not judging. It's just a, a statement of fact. Chicago is not exactly a college football town. Uh, Champaign-Urbana. Oh, God, we're going to get letters for that. But thank you. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. Send them to Ryan Nanny. God damn it. No. Okay. I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Are, are we? Are we what? Are, Go I mean, letters? Are, are there people who defend Chicago's college footballness? Absolutely. Huh. It's the internet. Never encountered this. It's the internet. All things I mean, are possible. So, yeah, somebody out there will defend anything, I guess. I mean, I guess there's a reason they fight over this title, but I think I, I feel like it's more they're fighting over a thing because they just feel like fighting each other than there's like an actual prize. But yeah. who that am I to say? Cor- um, if you've been to Corvallis, then you've been through Corvallis, and you went right out of Corvallis. And you survived. Yeah. But in the proximity thing, I mean, they're almost literally around the corner from 
uh, Eugene. Eugene. By the way, if you had to choose between Eugene or Corvallis, I'm going to pick for you. Eugene. Eugene Corvallis does sound like a very nice man who lives in Oregon. Yeah. With a dark secret. Or Corvallis Eugene. Corvallis Eugene. Oh, that's, that's much sexier. Um, yeah. Northwestern has a schedule. They open. <laughs> they open with Western Michigan. So Ryan, how much research did, did none. none? Oh my God! For all the research we did for the last episode, we did none here, and I don't care. <laughs> I'm literally looking at their schedule for the first time. You open with Western Michigan, which is fun because you might lose. You might lose. And PJ Fleck beating a Big Ten team to open his season on an ESPN network means I, I don't know what he would he turn into. I feel like he would explode into a very small sun, throw off the Earth's gravity as a result, and kill all of mankind. Or he'll take the Illinois job after oh, God. He fired for one year. Jesus, he was interested. I hear you. This is a real sure. thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Most, it's mostly sad that Lovey gets fired after one year in Illinois. I still insist, like, we just can't find the right girl. I still insist PJ Flex is going to get the Kentucky job. Kentucky. Holy oh, shit. Man. Don't do that to him. Roll the cat! <laughs> Don't do that to our guy, PJ. <laughs> Roll the wow. cat! Wow. Uh, you've, you've, you've absolutely stopped me in my tracks here just at the thought of PJ Fleck at Kentucky. Cat the boat! Because this means... Coach Cal is going to have to talk to him all the time. <laughs> they get along fine. That's no, a lot of no, passion. no. I'm, I'm telling you. Oh yeah, a, they'll they'll start like an R and B group. Yeah, or or they'll chafe. Like PJ Flex yeah. seems like he'd chafe a little bit. Hey, what's while. up? Were you Casey and JoJo? Flex <laughs> has access to Drake. Oh my God! All right, this is too intense. We have to go back. They, if to they're Jodeci, by the way, PJ Flex is the shirtless. He, he takes the shirtless. Obviously, school, yeah. 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 You play Western Michigan. You might lose that. You play Duke week three. Uh, yeah. That's a night game on Big Ten Network. Great. I don't. I don't know if I care about that at all. Um, the first. The first half of your schedule isn't too bad. The second half of your schedule isn't too bad. But the beautiful thing is, you're Northwestern, so you're going to lose at least two games that you shouldn't, and you'll probably win one game that you shouldn't. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment of who Northwestern is in recent vintages. Solid offensive line, yeah. always like good for good for me for like a win, right? Like past average. Yeah, like, okay, okay. I'll, that's fine. Because there, if you have continuity in the offensive line, it sort of settles everything else, including your defense, because you can actually mount long drives. Yes, right, and give your defense some rest. So you have to consider that too. Uh, the defense uh, might be an issue. Um, I, I would go ahead and say this. I think if you're looking at it, Northwestern, this it, Bill C projected them to win six games. Okay. All right. That's that's just a, a statistical projection. Right. Okay. I this this feels like a seven win team. Can you find I mean, seven wins on the schedule right now? Yep. I mean, it's conceivable that they beat Western Michigan, okay. right? Yeah. Illinois conceivable. State. Conceivable. Conceivable. Um, that they beat Duke, right? They could start 3-0. and out. They okay. could start 4-0 and because I still don't know what Nebraska is, okay. right? I mean, the most Northwestern thing to do would be start 4-0 and and finish 6-6. Six and six. Correct. Okay. Um, at Iowa, okay, let's assume that just like they get put to sleep by Kirk Ferentz. That's, they're still at four wins there. They're still at four wins after losing to Michigan State. Okay. Um, they beat Indiana, but, oh, it's going to be like 48-47. Yeah, it's going to be a weird game. Yeah. Like Kevin Wilson will like punt the ball out of bounds like on a non-clock play, and that's how they lose this game, right? <laughs> on second down. Right on second down. 
<laughs> Thought it would work. We had the numbers. They weren't expecting it. But and then pick up a game against Illinois. Pick up a game against Minnesota. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. You know, even with first round, the first round quarterback. Yeah. Playing at Minnesota. He's not a first-round quarterback. I mean, his his foot. The, I don't know if you saw the photo of his uh, post-surgery foot. Oh, that looks like a first-round foot. Yeah. Good God. Fran- Frankenstein. Can you size. describe it? I didn't see it. Just imagine the most like 1980s Hollywood stitches. A foot with a foot with zippers. Yeah. Big, clumsy a foot zippers. with zippers. That's so that's like, exactly so like it. Stitched up with like like someone drew with a thick sharpie. Yes, like comically yep. large. Stitch lines, like That's stitches like. that look like if you could see his face, he'd just have like X marks over his eyes Correct. and like birds flying around his head. Yes, yeah, he looks like the Oogie Boogie Man from A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, just his foot. Something that walked out of an Alan Moore comic. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty much what he looked like. Yeah. Um, and then the, I say they win their first four, win their last three. Hmm. Okay. So I, I got them at seven and five. Seven and five. There. I, uh, the, sure. I mean. Jason, do you have any strong disagreement with that? Uh, I'll say Northwestern will be a 6-6 six and six quality team because they always are. As far as number of wins, who can say? No one knows. <laughs> it never matters. I'll say 6-6. Six and six. They'll somehow be 10-2. and two. No one will notice or care. What I like about that is that by calling them a 6-6 six and six quality team, if they fall below that, Northwestern fans can point to you and say, yeah, but this team was better than its record. <laughs> if they exceed that, you can say, this team exceeded expectations. And if they hit 6-6 six and six on the nose, then Jason is the most boring psychic. Yes. I, ha- I have exactly one power. It's to predict things I can that tell you who's going to go 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> will be more average than they appear. <laughs> um, I will tell you what I would like to discuss now. Uh I would like to just bypass Illinois. It's altogether. Can we, can we do that? I mean, if you want, we can. We did. Um, if y'all want to run back in the archives, dear listener, we did have pretty much an all Lovey Smith episode when that hire happened because there's nothing else going on. So true. just go listen to that. I don't know which episode it is. We don't really label these things. So go find I mean, it. I mean, the good news is Illinois also we're going to talk about them very briefly because they also play Western Michigan. So there is a good chance that P.J. Fleck could be in charge of Chicago's college football team, the Western Michigan Broncos, if they sweep those two games. Row the boat! Yep. Row the boat across the lake. Across the lake. Send West champs. To a new job <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Did it on purpose. Um, yeah, we'll talk Illinois very briefly. Uh, they do draw North Carolina at home in the non-conference. They also have a fair schedule. They got to play Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, they got to play at Nebraska. They get to play at Rutgers. Um, they get Purdue at home. That's Purdue super important. Home. They get Minnesota at home, Iowa at home. I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. We should have skipped over Illinois. You're I right. Did, I, I fucked told, up. I fucked up. I, I would just ask you, what, like, given what you know, like – they have a de- semi-decent quarterback. Yeah. Wes Lunt. Yeah. Right? Um, they're going to be dysfunctional as hell. Yeah. Because there's a coaching change. Yeah. Pick uh, a game on here that you know they can win that doesn't start that with doesn't Murray start State. With Murray State. Or do it home. Purdue at home. Sure. I'll, I'll give you that. Right. Okay. <laughs> Daryl. No, Hill. you know what? I'll also go at Rutgers. At Rutgers, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that great about Rutgers right now. No, I don't think Rutgers feels real great about Rutgers <laughs> right now. Um, what one thing that Lovey said today that uh, I saw 
that was pretty good was he said even when he was an NFL coach, he sort of considered himself a college coach. I don't have that verbatim, but I think the gist is sort of he always wanted to try his hand at recruiting or whatever. But I also kind of, kind of feel like it explains the Bears offense for oh, about a decade. Yeah, that that totally explains why he thought Rex Grossman was a good option for an entire season. Yeah, I can't believe this guy still has eligibility. Surely he'll, he'll you know, progress as a 19th year senior. What's your goal with the Bears this year? We're going to get Rex Grossman to Heisman? That's long overdue. We're we're putting the air raid in. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Maybe and then it's like game thirteen and it's like, whew, the boys are tired. How much longer we gotta go? Um, I'm gonna steal from Jason and say that Illinois will be a four and eight quality team. Four seems pretty generous. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna oh. go three. Three and nine. This is a, this is a three, three and, and nine, nine team. quality team. Yeah. I'm going high. I'm going five and seven. Okay. So can we split it at four and eight? Yeah, let's split sounds, it at four and eight. Sounds split like four and eight. Thing to do. Oh boy, should we talk about Oregon State? Um, I think it's safe to say this: Oregon State. Uh, we'll talk about them in a year. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You want because apparently they they need people. They don't have a lot of people. They had three people throw the ball last year. Guess how many of those three people are still here despite having uh more than enough eligibility to come back? One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, previewing Oregon State at this point would be like taking a Habitat for Humanity family to the home after they've just put up half of the skeleton. Let's just, let's just come back to that. No, it's gonna, there's going to be a bedroom here. You'll see. Just- I think the saddest thing I, I can say about Oregon State right now is that they, they had a player transfer out who was like basically their best weapon at passing, rushing, and receiving, mm-hmm. and I can't remember whether that was this year or last year. That's the person. <laughs> that's that's the saddest thing about OSU right now for me is that's I don't funny. know whether they suffered that devastating loss. Now, then, doesn't even matter. I mean, so so the problem with Oregon State is I think the goal is don't be the worst team in the Pac-12 North. I don't know if that's an achievable goal. I don't no, think so. I think they're the I worst. think you got to expand that to Pac-12, and even then, even then, Colorado, 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 a year ahead of you. Yeah, I think maybe it's don't be the worst team in Cascadia. You know what? Like, you know what? You can there, be better than Idaho. There is a path to Oregon State not being the worst team in the Pac-12 North, mm-hmm. and that path is Shiko's real bad at Cal. Shiko's real Ooh, bad at Cal. Always a possibility. Always a possibility. So, Sunny Dykes leaves in week three. Right. Yep. 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 For just the Baylor just, job. No, not even. Just to take a consulting gig just that paid $20,000 more. <laughs> I think Sonny Dykes just leaves to, like, he leaves to enroll at Baylor. Uh, <laughs> just, just nearby. That, that would be, that would be new, new South Carolina offensive coordinator, Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes, yep. Who arrives there in week four. Just, like, oh, just vulturing. Just mm-hmm. vulturing. Hey, Will, how you feeling? Wouldn't he fit the Texas offensive coordinator thing? Texas haven't done anything weird at offensive coordinator in a few months now, and gotta 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 keep it flipping. They've had about seven of those, and they've had one for like seven straight months now. I mean, so. and 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 if you're going to be a Texas offensive coordinator, I feel like you need to be being sued in the process. And based on things that have happened at Cal, Sunny Dyke certainly is in line for that possibility. Mm, so. inter- interstate litigation. Uh huh. Magnificent. That's beautiful. It's coming. Uh, you win uh, the Idaho State game. Sure. And maybe win at Cal. Even Colorado on the road. Sure. Uh, this is a uh, man. This is uh, this is a. Three- we'll give you two. I'll give you two. Okay, two. I'll go with two. two. It's a bad team. Two. two and ten. It's fine. Don't worry about it. 
you'll still get paid money by the Pac-12 because they have to pay you. So do they? We'll find out. Um, speaking of have to get paid, Will Muschamp. They have to pay him now because that's how contracts work. Did you not know uh, that South Carolina? By Whoops. God. Did you did you think you he was he was like one of those lawyers that you just have to pay if you win the case? Because I can tell you, that is not the fee structure under which William Muschamp which, operates. Which which coach would take that deal? You just, only pay me if we win ten you games. Only pay me if we win, Houston. Nutt. Is that, yeah. Houston yeah, would take that right now. Tommy Tuberville <laughs> would probably take that right now. No, no, Tubbs ain't taking it. He owes people money. Oh no no no! He would. Here's what Tommy Tuberville would do. He say, "You just put down a deposit. It's not for me. I just hold it in escrow, and then he runs off with it." Okay. So Tommy's running the pyramid scheme. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll win a game. Yep, and then we'll bring in another and coach who'll win the second game, <laughs> and he'll bring in another coach who'll win games. game three. And I'll be on at late, this point. I'll be on late Martin. I'll be, I'll be sneaking off to Cuba. I'll be pooping on a boat. <laughs> Everybody's pooping That's on a boat. That's what I'm doing. So all I want to do is wake up in the morning, <laughs> pull down my pants, and take a shit on a beautiful boat that I own. I the even toilet, better. not Some, on the deck. Somebody else's boat. <laughs> yeah, somebody else's boat. I just want to go shit on Nick Saban's boat. I'm going to be buried in this boat. Just kidding. Uh, South Carolina. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, let's see. They got, need to... got two guys named Gerald Dixon on their defensive line, don't okay. you? Don't okay. you? Okay, Gerald, that, Gerald, and Gerald. Guy. That's very like, like that? Newhart knockoff. Very. I appreciate um, that. In addition yeah. to that, they're how is, how is going to tell these two guys apart though. Sky Moore coming back from an injury is likely going to be limited. Uh huh. So that's that's not good news for them. Not great. Uh, they don't really have an established quarterback. No, they still have to play Clemson. That's bad. Uh, they do. I guess if you're going to draw, if of the two teams you're going to draw from the West, Mississippi State and Texas A&M don't seem like the worst. It does seem like you're dodging probably the top the top three yeah. In, yeah. in that division. So you've got yeah. that in your favor. The negative of that is I I wouldn't as of where we're sitting right now. I would not right now say. I favor South Carolina on the road in Starkville or against Texas A&M at home because Texas A&M plays much better on the road than they do at home. I swear I say this for reasons that go past their higher head coach. This is going to be the ugliest team in the SEC next year. Wow. No team will play uglier football. I mean, like, like we said on last episode, we'll find out when they open with Vanderbilt. That's a race. That's a, that's a race for last place. Whoever wins that game has the pole position at, at the ugly derby. So let's just talk about what the terms of success and failure are for okay. this team. Uh, success means you have to beat Vanderbilt. Success probably means you have to beat either Missouri or Kentucky. I think there there are paths where you can say Kentucky's a road game. Maybe this is the year Kentucky makes a leap. Maybe that's excusable. Missouri is kind of a team in flux that we've already said we know nothing about. Maybe... Losing to them is excusable, but you can't lose to both. You definitely have to beat Western Carolina and East Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, no, I don't know if you're beating East Carolina. You should at this point. I mean, this yeah. isn't this isn't the this you isn't should. Lincoln Riley East Carolina anymore. No, this is a South Carolina team that lost to the Citadel last year. That where, is true. Where, where, 
where is that game? The ECU game. That is in Columbia. It is in Columbia. Okay, so yeah, you, you better win that game. Okay. Um, so that's and you have to beat UMass. You have to win at least five games. Mm-hmm. But I wow that I inadvertently set this a lot higher than I thought I was going Four and to. Eight. Four and eight is your prediction. <laughs> when you're like, man, you need to win five games. I'm like, I count four. Yeah. And one of the, there's gonna, there's going to be some stupidity. Yeah. In terms of how these get lost, so I'm going four and eight. I mean, coming up just short is every Will Muschamp offensive drive. So, and and here's the thing in that in that eight, there are going to be some hammerings. Tennessee may bring down the fire of the heavens upon South Carolina. Georgia may do the same thing. Clemson, Clemson may go for a hundred points. I count I count at least three games on the schedule that will be each be the least watchable game you see all year. And now we get to see if Will Muschamp is subject to the new NCAA rule where coaches with is it two unsportsmanlike conduct yes. penalties yeah. can be tossed out of a game. Leading wager. Leading in the clubhouse. Okay. Will Muschamp. Okay. Three to two. Either him or Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder Bill Snyder would just poison you. <laughs> I've purchased the mortgage on your house. As the aristocrats did in the 1700s. Uh, four and eight. I'm, yeah, I'm fine with four and eight. I'm sorry, South Carolina fans. It's nothing against you personally, but uh, Steve Spurrier didn't leave you in a great spot, and Will Muschamp is probably... Not going not gonna to take you to a good spot. Let me put, the, let me put it this way. Uh, he will lead you through the desert, but it's going to be very much like Moses, where there's a lot of wandering and hunger. Yeah, and uh, that 40-year plan? Yeah. He might not get to carry it out. Yeah. So, I have six and six here. What? How? Talk, talk. Yeah. It, it, show me six and six. Yeah. Go, it, well, show me I'm, the six. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm sitting on my back porch right now, so I can't point it out to you. But um, <laughs> is it in I, the? <laughs> it, are the two wins in the car with the alarm going off right now? Is Will Muschamp breaking into so, a car for two wins? Someone's running away from it. All right, the alarm's <laughs> off. Um, so the out of conference, you play Clemson. That's bad. Yeah. Other than that, out of conference is fine. Um, yeah. Okay. The, you, you play every permutation of the Carolinas and UMass. Yeah. UMass, the northernmost Carolina. Yeah, the North North Carolina. Mass Carolina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I ask? You, can I ask a totally undermain question? Sure. Do you think Will Muschamp could explain the difference between mass and weight? No. no. I think he could tell describe it in a way that would make you think maybe he knows, but then he would say another thing that would make you think wait he's 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 talking about like sound or something mass is catholic that's the difference <laughs> i never been to the, the vatican i don't know what you i don't know what you weigh in rome that's uh, your mass wait <laughs> uh yeah no he he could not do that so okay four and eight uh yeah jason i can't i can't go with you to six and six i just can't so your cross division schedule as noted is as easy as it possibly can be yeah. um a&m at home i mean a&m's not gonna be very good but a&m, so. be- a&M beats people on, they don't win in college station yeah like the home road distinction that's, is totally that doesn't require them to win elsewhere team. though that's fair. I, I still I can't. I could if you had said five and seven, I could have maybe gone with you there. Six and six is just obscene. Yeah, I realize I'm high on uh, South Carolina, which that's that's a weird high. This is what SEC Man. media days did to you. That's how you get popcorn lungs. 
<laughs> no, I was told Vanderbilt's gonna kick the shit out of South Carolina, so I should be low on South Carolina right now. Um, and also, I was told that Will Muschamp lost a basketball game to Kirby Smart, which should further ding my apparent enthusiasm. I don't know; it doesn't feel that high. Six and six against with three gimmies in the in the OOC. Sorry, ECU. Um, it, it doesn't feel that outrageous to me, but I realize that's aiming high, and uh, I, I don't know if anyone else has them that, that high. Would, that would be twice as many games as they won last year. Yeah. Twice as many. <laughs> and they got to play UCF quite possibly oh, the in worst. contention for yeah. the worst team in FBS. Well, UMass will give it, take a shot at that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and also last year they had a coaching change in October. I will charitably I will charitably bump this to five and seven. Yeah, I, I mean I'll give them that too. Only on the strength of uh, now that I'm actually looking at last year's schedule, they lost to Kentucky by four. They lost to Texas A and M A and M by seven. Tennessee by three. The Citadel by one. Even even Clemson they only ended up losing to by five. So there is an element of, and in in uh, in their wins, there's only one close game. That's that awful UNC game at the start of the year that really should have been a loss, but yeah. a close one. So there is some law of averages thing where if two of those five or whatever it was close losses turn to wins, that gets you to five. I still don't think six is there. Okay. So let me let me pitch this at y'all from a different direction. No. All right. Yeah. No. It's, it's South Carolina is a baseball school, so that's fine. South Carolina, we've just established, was almost a playoff team last year. Okay. So if Will Muschamp <laughs> goes six and six, that's a disappointment by Will Muschamp and a bad job by him. See? No, mm, you can't. You no. can't do this. Yeah. Uh, We'll go five and five. Oh, you, you've talked us up to five and seven, and when they drop their first four games, I'm going to yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they're just on. That's that's warming up. Wait, hold on. Can this be? Do you have a bet with Godfrey yet about which unreasonable team you're going to bet chicken on? Let's see. I feel like I, I feel like we could start up a Houston one. You could do that, but that that's almost too interesting. I would really like to see if you and Godfrey <laughs> can get a South Carolina chicken bet going. We, we've talked way, way too much about South Carolina. I'm just going to hand this to Ryan for Baylor. Hey, Baylor. So Baylor's been a team that we have been happily avoiding all offseason just by random fate. It feels very odd to talk about Baylor in terms of what you predict their football team is going to do, given everything that's going on, and given that that requires either some very messy wrangling with the football effects of a serious institutional scandal that affects far more important things than football or ignoring it altogether and talking about it as if this were any other change of coach, as if this were any other transfer of athletes, et cetera, et cetera. The one thing I do want to say about the Baylor situation is this. It is very easy for those of us who have no connection to Baylor to point and gawk and criticize. And and we're not wrong to do that. I think there's a limited value to that. What happened at Baylor was shameful, disappointing, disheartening, to say the least. I hope that it motivates us to ask more about what our college football programs are doing, the ones that we do care about, the ones that we do claim for ourselves, because I guarantee you most people on the outside looking in at Baylor thought that this was a quote-unquote school doing it the right way. This didn't happen because there were evil people working behind the scenes to undermine that. This happened because people didn't ask the right questions and people didn't 
look to see if the rules were being enforced, if the rules made sense, if there were structures in place to prevent people from going outside of their lane and acting improperly. And the truth is that I don't, I can't, I can't point to Florida, for example, and say, oh, these are the structures to prevent that from happening. Here's how the police department is walled off from the athletic department such that there can't be any uh, inappropriate blurring of those lines. Here's what the athletic department has in place to make sure that people uh, bringing accusations of domestic violence or sexual assault are heard and thoroughly and quickly investigated. I don't know what those are, and that's a failure on my part. My main takeaway is I hope we don't just look at Baylor and say, what a dark spot on college football soul, burn it out so the rest of us can go about our business. It's a sobering moment that should make us question all of our other schools that we claim to love and make sure that they are not making the same mistakes that eventually blow up this horrifically and with this much human cost.